0: Well, today we're going to carry on our visitors series, and last week Chris looked at the visiting angels, and today we're going to be looking at the visit of the shepherds. Now, you may wonder why I'm dressed like this. Um, this month, my, uh, my son and I are wearing bow ties, and my wife and daughter are wearing dresses to just um, promote awareness of those that are vulnerable or trapped in the, um, in the sex industry, um, and there's some amazing work that's happening in Luton, and we're supporting Azalea. Um, in Luton so um, that's that's why I look like this. Um, Chris hasn't changed the dress code for the church Uh, or if he has I'm the only one that got the memo. Anyway um, so but before we go on um, I want to think about good news okay so in a minute I'm going to ask you what good news have you had and I want a couple of people just to tell me a couple of things that are good news. One good news thing for us today um, after um, a lot of um, tears and hard work we think we have cracked the heating in the kids block. Give us a whoop. Um, thanks to a genius um, thought from Chris, um, hard work from Jill, and ordering from Andy, our building manager. The whole team came together, and we've done it. Um, so praise God for that. Um, We're we'll, 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 we'll silly if we've done it completely. But anyway, um, so what good news have you had recently that God has been doing? Somebody, somebody give me some examples. Come on. Good, good news, good things that God has been doing. Oh, hello. Over there. Yes. New grandson. Amazing. Praise God. Okay. Something else. Sorry? A new job. That's amazing, isn't it? Praise God. One more. Let's do one more. Come on. Hitting sales targets. Brilliant. Well done. Okay, so we can praise God for so many things, and we have good news. And when we have good news, we want to rejoice in it, don't we? We want to tell others about it. We Facebook it. We Instagram it. We put it online so people can see it. I know when I see things like that, and when I hear things, good news uh, from other people, things that God has been doing, I, too want to rejoice with them. And I know that it's the same for many of us. And I think about my life, and there are so many things that I can be thankful for. Um, Even when life is tough, when things aren't going so well, um, there are still good things that God is doing in our lives that we can be thankful for. Now, today, we're going to look at what I'm calling the good news. Um, And we're going to start to unpack that this morning. So for us to understand in our, in our visitor series, um, to look at the shepherds as visitors, first I want to briefly stop off and look at what the actual good news is. See, Christmas is a great time of celebration. It's a brilliant time when we can think about Jesus, we can focus on Jesus, and think about the good things that he has done for us. Many, many thousands of years ago in the Old Testament, there were so many scriptures that we can read about the, um, the coming of the saviour, um, the rescuer, the person who was going to save us from our sin. And I'm going to pick up on just one passage um, from the Old Testament. It's in the book of Micah, chapter 5 and verse 2. And it says, But you, Bethlehem, um, Ephraim, oh, hard word, can't, can't read it. Though you are small among the clans of Judah, out of you will come from me one who will be ruler over Israel, whose origins, origins are from um, of old from ancient times and we could go on with um, a number of different scriptures um, from the old testament where we see this promise of good news it was anticipated it was expected this baby would come and he would be the savior of the world Emmanuel God with us and everyone was looking forward to this point everyone was anticipating the coming of the savior but nobody knew when it would be. Now, if we jump into the New Testament, those of you who have got your Bibles with you, um, do turn to Luke chapter 2 with me. And we're going to be reading um, from 8 to 20. Okay, here we go. And anyway, it will come up on the screen as well. There we go. Thank you, Hannah. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them. And they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest concerning what they had been told about them and about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. See, hearing the good news, the shepherds heard the good news, in the beginning of Luke, we um, in the bit just before we read, we read about the birth of Jesus, Jesus being born, and then the story switches to this scene of a field and um, where we see shepherds living in the field. Verse one, um, verse eight, so tells us, and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby. Um, it was probably summertime, and the thought is it 's summertime because they were out in the field, they were living out in the field. Um, but the thing that we can pick up from this is we know that they are all They are alert. Their job was to watch over the sheep. They are on duty. They had to protect the sheep. They had to make sure that no robbers came. They had to make sure no predators came to take the sheep. So when the angel appeared, there was no shadow of a doubt that the shepherds were awake. It was not a dream. This was real. They weren't asleep, they physically saw the angel. Now it's interesting that the angel appeared to shepherds, the working class people, often people didn't even trust shepherds, yet God chose them and called them. God chose them and called them. Um, Just reflecting on that this week, some of the greatest people that God has used in the Bible have been shepherds. So King David was a shepherd, Moses was a shepherd, both called to great things See when the angel appeared to the shepherds maybe they thought it was judgment day it was the end of the world they they just were so terrified the bible tells us that but the angel says don't be afraid i bring you good news of great joy for all people see there was this divine moment where the angel appeared to the shepherds, this God moment to bring this good news, this good news that a saviour had been born, the saviour everyone had been waiting for. But how did they know that this was true? Well, the angel said to them, this will be a sign to you, verse 12, you will find a baby wrapped in cloth and lying in a manger. So they knew exactly what they were looking for. The good news was announced to shepherds Just normal people like you and I. Now, to help us understand why God chose shepherds, I want to flick to the Psalms. And um, Psalm 136, if you've got your Bible, flick to that with me. And we're just going to read a little bit from it. Now, this is a Psalm of David, yes, a shepherd. um, And we're just going to read what he says here. So 139. You have searched me Now, David writing in this psalm is describing how God knows us. He knows us so well. Not just David, but you and I. He knows everything about it. He knows when we sit and when we stand. He knows every detail about us. He knows the thoughts, the words that we're going to say before we say it. He knows it completely. See, if he knows that about David, he knows that about us He knew that about the shepherds. He knew exactly who he was choosing when he sent the angel to give that message to them. When he chose the shepherds in the Christmas story, he knew them. He knew them well. And he trusted them. He trusted them with this honor of taking the good news to be the first people um, in the world to hear about this good news. Some years ago, um, when I was working at my previous church, I was going to a meeting one evening with, um, with some of the, um, the leaders of the church, and one of the leaders was a diamond jeweler. And um, well, before the meeting, he wanted to show us this diamond. Um, he was really excited about it. So we're all there in, in, in this room, ready for the meeting, and he said, I've got to show you this, but we can't do it here. So up we all got, and we went into the lounge, and we sat down in the lounge on the sofa. And he said, "No, no, you need to come over to the table." So we all got up, went over to the table, um, and he f- put on this particular light that he had to have. And then he got out this box, and he slowly opened this box, and he unfolded and revealed this diamond. And it was—it was spectacular. It was a little purple diamond, teeny, teeny tiny. Um, and apparently, purple diamonds are quite rare and quite hard to come past, particularly of this standard. So as we were looking at him, we're admiring it. I didn't know a lot about it. We're all looming and ah pretending we knew exactly what we were looking at. Um, And I said to him, how much? And there was this pregnant pause. A quarter of a million. Plus VAT. (laughs) And as I reflected on it, it really made me think, actually, that diamond so small and so beautiful... Actually, as God looks at us, we are more valuable than that tiny diamond. If we were to gather all the diamonds in the world and put in this room, you and I would be more valuable to God than all of that wealth. And actually, for us to understand why God chose the shepherds, people that were often outcasts in society... We need to understand this. We need to understand how valuable they are and how important they are. Let's continue in this psalm. Um, Verse 13. Um, It says, For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. God made each and every one of us. And the truth is, we are wonderfully made. As God looks at us, we are so valuable in his sight. We are so important to him. And it was the same for the shepherds. Why did he choose the shepherds of all people? It's because to God, they are, they are no less or more important than anybody else. And with that in mind, that is exactly how God sees us. He sees us as so important, just as important as the person sat next to us, just as important as I or anybody else we look at. God sees you as so, so, so important. And actually, as we think about the shepherds, and there they were out in their field looking after their sheep, they're in their workplace, let us be expectant of these divine visits from God, just like the shepherds had in our workplace. These encounters that prompt us. See, the shepherds, they were, they were in their workplace, they were doing their thing, um, but yet God met them. And God too could meet us in our workplace. God too can meet us anywhere and everywhere. So what is a divine encounter, as I'm calling it? Earlier I said a God moment. And it sounds very grand, it sounds very important, and um, I, I think very few of us will have examples like the angels appearing to the shepherds. But actually, simply, we can boil it down to just an encounter with God, a prompting from God, maybe to speak to somebody. Maybe God gives us a picture, a word, a verse. Maybe God is just saying, go and speak to that person over there. These can be divine moments. These can be prompts from God that he wants to um, talk to us in that moment. Now, I know so often with work, we get all consumed by what we're doing, and, um, and, and often we don't stop to think about God. But why not start with a prayer each day and just say, God, meet me in my workplace. Meet me in what I'm doing today. Give me a divine encounter with you. And as you say that prayer, things will change. Things will happen. So let's be prepared to say yes to God. I remember um, Rachel and I and the children, we were on holiday in Devon um, a few years ago. And we walked up this really big hill and we got to the top of the hill. And um, we were sat on a bench. We were overlooking this beautiful bay. We were having a snack. And um, there was a guy sat on a bench just behind us. And Rachel turned around to me and said, "Um, I I think we need to go and talk to him. A divine moment, a prompting from God. And I said, oh, that would be a great idea. I'll sit here with the kids. Why don't you go do that? (laughs) And um, Rachel said, oh, you're the pastor. And I was like, I'm on holiday. Um, Not that that counts. Um, But anyway, in in, in not too um, too short a time, I find myself walking over to this guy and I just went up to him and I just had a very brief, very insignificant conversation from, from my point of view. It wasn't groundbreaking. He didn't like have this revelation and become a Christian. And, um, but it was still that prompting and that responding to that prompting. I don't know what significance that will have in his life or where he's even at now. Um, but it was just a small prompting to do something that God had asked. Now, when we, when we, we worship when we hear the good news. So verse 13, if we jump back into um, the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 13 tells us, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. So there was this good news that had been announced, and then there was this worship that went alongside it. Now, it's thought that possibly in this moment that um, it was more of a dialogue with the shepherds and the angels and there's a potential that um, the shepherds were told exactly where they needed to go to the particular address of the stable. And we can't be definite of that, but there, there is that thought. But what we have here is we have the good news. Um, God has done something in this moment um, And what is our response? And so often as we think about those good news, we heard those good news things, grandson, um, things from work, etc. Those things that new job God has done. What is our response in that moment? To thank him, to worship him for the things that he has done. And it's amazing to read in this scripture how when that good news was announced, when what God had done was then followed by worship, and I know in my life, so often, I can be grateful to God for things that happen, um, but actually, how often do I stop and worship God for those things? I remember one of the most significant events for Rachel and I was when we found out that we were going to be parents. And There was those of you that know us know that there was was a long process um, and there was was, um, tears and heartbreak that we went through in that moment. And I remember there's so many people sat in this room that were praying for us through this time. And I remember being so exciting and worshipping God that day that we found out that we were going to be parents. And worshipping God for that process that um, he had his hand on and the way that he was involved, and that great news for us. After hearing the good news, the shepherds saw the good news. So there was hearing the good news, they worshipped, there was worship there, and then they went to see the good news, to see this thing that God had done. And what was really interesting in this passage is that there was this divine encounter. They heard, and they didn't say, let's go and see if, if this is true, if God has actually done this. They said, let us go and see what God has done. There was, there was no shadow of a doubt that they believed and they trusted. They said, let's go and see what God has done. But so often we question, don't we? So often we question what God has done. God, really? Really, have you done that? Really, will you do that for me? But the shepherds didn't question. They were utterly convinced. Verse 16 of Luke chapter 2. It says, so they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph. It wasn't just, oh, let's just amble across and see what Jesus has done or what God has done in Jesus. It was they hurried. They packed up their stuff possibly. They ran, literally ran to see what God had done. They were so excited at this good news that they had been told. It was, it's also assumed that there's a possibility that there was a conversation with Mary and Joseph at this moment. Um, and they didn't just kind of walk in and not say anything and walk out. Um, there probably would have been a conversation. Who are you? Where'd you come from? All that kind of stuff. Um, But there's a possibility that actually the shepherds told um, Mary and Joseph about their angelic visit, what the angels had told them. There's a a possibility that maybe Mary and Joseph would have said, actually, we saw an angel. The angel came to visit us as well and told us. Because what happens in that moment when, when those stories are shared, they're encouraged, aren't they? We're encouraged by stories that we heard. And it would have been really encouraging for Mary and Joseph to think that God had sent an angel to tell the shepherds about the good news of Jesus. It can be challenging when things are not so good for us. But I hope in those moments that we, we can still see God's goodness. And I hope in those times that we can dig into prayer and worship. Mary and Joseph, they were in a stable, a smelly stable, yet they were rejoicing because of what God had done. And so often when we look at our lives, we may be going through things that are tough. We may be in situations that are hard. Yet we can see God's goodness in those moments. See um, in verse um, 19 of Luke chapter 2, the Bible tells us that um, Mary took these things and she, um, she treasured them in her heart and she pondered on them. She kept almost this internal record of what God was doing and it encouraged her and it blessed her. So, what happened to these shepherds after this? Well, um, they went then off to tell the good news to those around. They went off and they told the people that they met, verse 17 to 18. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. Um, They went out. They went out into the world. They met people. They They told them. They said, hey, we've just met the Messiah. We have met Jesus. See, when we have good news... We want to tell people about it, don't we? Going back to the beginning of the talk this morning, hearing good news encourages us. Um, And actually, when it comes to good news, so often we're itching to tell people about something that God has done, something that God is doing. And, and as I said, it encourages and it inspires um, us. Last week, I, I mentioned um, when I did the notices that we had just been to the National Kids Leaders Retreat um, for the Vineyard Movement. And Debbie Wright was there, and um, one of our national leaders, and she was um, speaking to us on the first night. And she was telling us about a story about um, some, uh, a child in Northern Ireland Um, that went one day to her head teacher and said, "Um, sir, can I go and um, just go into every class and um, find out who wants to accept Jesus into their heart? So the head said, yeah, sure. Um, So... Off she went, she started at the youngest class and she worked her way through the classes. When she got to the first one, the teacher sent her away and said, No, um, you can't do that. But despite that, um, she went to each and every class after that and she told the church that um, 15 children became Christians. A simple story that encourages us. So when I heard that story, then um, I was here on Sunday morning, and um, then I told you guys about um, the child that prayed for me just that morning and how encouraging that was for me. See, when we hear the good news of Jesus, we look around more for the good things that Jesus is doing, that God is doing in our lives and um, in those around us. And then we want to tell people about it because we want to celebrate. and We want people to know that good news. And actually let's tell people about the good news as well. So not only those things that God is doing in our lives, but let's tell him, let's tell people about the the fact that Jesus came and we remember it at this Christmas time. Christmas time is a perfect opportunity for us to tell our friends and family, isn't it? It's a perfect opportunity for us to um, say to people, hey, why don't you come to church? And people often, so often, respond at Christmas time. Very simply, it could be that um, we send, we send um, Christmas cards that have a biblical reference or a verse in. Maybe that little seed that is planted. One family I know this year are gathering neighbours um, that they normally just say hello to. They're gathering neighbours um, for just a cup of tea and a mince pie. And what opportunities will come with that moment when they're gathered See, it is a great opportunity. As I say, maybe it's invite people along to church. Sometimes it's easier for somebody else to tell our friends about and our family about Jesus. And and our New Year's Eve services here um, are going to be a perfect opportunity for that. Christmas Day service here, Um, another opportunity where we can just bring people along and they can hear the good news so clearly. So we worship, then when we see the good news, as well as hear it. See, the shepherds returned in verse 20. Um, They returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they'd heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Their worship didn't stop. Their worship continued as they returned to their everyday job. And actually, again, what can we take from that? Does our worship stop when we walk out of this place? When we've sung our final song? Or does our worship continue as we go home into our, into our workplace, into the things that we do, into looking after our children every day? Does our worship continue? Because that's what God has called us to. He's called us to a life of worship. So when we're in our workplace or in our home, let's be expectant of these divine visits, of these God moments where we can share about the good news of Jesus, both in um, the, the, the reason he came, but also the things that he's doing. Let's tell people we meet about the good news. Let's not keep it to ourselves, because we do, like I know for myself, that when I, when I hear something on the news um, that is exciting, when I get home, I want to tell Rachel about it. Oh, I heard this today. But then when it comes to something that's even more important, like Jesus, how often are we quiet in that moment? And actually, I want God to change that in me. I want God to change that in me. And finally, let's worship God as we um, see the good news outworked. And when we look at all these things from this passage, when we've taken this opportunity to worship and praise God, let's continually be thankful for what he is doing. Amen? Amen? Guys, why don't we stand? And if the band are around. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you. I want to thank you that this Sunday we've been able to um, look at your word and look at the visit of the shepherds to the Savior. And I pray, Lord, that as we look at the good news that you share in in your word... That you would prompt in us a heart of worship. That we would be like the shepherds, excited and so, so ready to tell people about you. That it would be this fire that is growing inside of us, that is infectious, that is pouring out. And I pray that people would see that. People would see that passion within us because of what you're doing. I pray that we would continually, in everything we do, we would worship you, our risen Lord Jesus. So Father God, continue to work in our hearts as we worship you. Amen.